Previously on the Loyal Littles podcast. My son's room had a large eight foot by six foot fathead of Fenway Park. You know, and my kids had a choice because they were born in Maryland and lived in Pennsylvania for the rest of their lives. So they had a choice. Well, well, can we pause? Did they really though? Well, uh, the hammer I was about to drop was they would have had to live somewhere else. Right. You know. Welcome back to the Loyal Littles Podcast on the WTFC Podcast Network. Hey, Roxy. Hey, Chuck. So, no third wheel yet. Yet. We might have a surprise for you later on in the show. For now, we're going it alone, Roxy. Now, we have a lot to get into. It is National Boston Cream Pie Day. Hmm. National Slap Your Coworker Day. (laughs) Now, conveniently, it falls on a Saturday. I don't think that's fair. Now, the good news is I am going to work later today. (laughs) I'm going to work, too. <laughs> and it is also National iPod Day. iPod. Does anyone still have those? Yeah, they have the shuffle now, right? The shuffle? No, it's, um. ooh, what is it? Well, I have an iPod. I still have mine. An and original. An original. And it saved me yeah. many a times. Yeah. It actually got me sympathy last time I went to go buy a phone because my phone died, but I had to get my podcast. So I downloaded mm-hmm. the TK into my iTunes and then uploaded it to my iPod. So I was listening to it going to the phone store. When I walked in, I said, have some mercy on me, you lovely millennial. This is what I'm dealing with right now. And he went, oh, he looked at it. He was like, I'm surprised he even knew what it was. Because it's, of course, one of the original iPods, I think. Oh. Anyway, all right. Lots to get into today, Roxy. Yes. Great show. Great guest, as always. Why don't we start with everything relating to our past guest, <laughs> the mass hole, yep. so to speak. And we got a lot of fun notes about this. A lot pertaining to the toilet paper. We teased it hard. We did. We were like, oh, this is going to be epic and it's groundbreaking and all that stuff. We heard from Lee Gordon. He said, so I'm thinking, what's the next level? And all I could come up with was you reverse the role for your own personal use. You then re-reverse it to try not to be that guy, but you are that guy. So after you put it back the way it was, you spread a little chunky peanut butter on it. (laughs) Now... That's, yeah, that's just wrong. You know, it's funny hearing it again now. So you read this to me earlier and I didn't understand what he meant by role. I thought he meant like acting role. Oh, no. I'm an idiot. He meant. Now I'm hearing it again. I'm like, oh, right. The toilet paper. Right. Now we also heard in referring to Joe Mahan, Mm -hmm. we heard from Cool Aunt Claire. It should be Dr. Marshmallow for (laughs) Masshole. (laughs) That Marshmallow. Made, that made me laugh so much. That's really good. That I was like really that. great. Next, Roxy, we're going to move to our good friend Eric Londrigan. He writes, one, not surprised that the fellow who makes his own hot sauce answers the TP question, quote, both. And this is for you, Roxy. Yeah, I know where this is going. Nope. Two. Oh. That one's for I you, Roxy. I didn't know where this was going. Dr. Marshmallow, <laughs> or as we say, Marshmallow. Sounds like a supervillain who is very easily beaten by any superhero who can produce fire. Oh. Three. After the second store, I'd be pulling shoelaces off of new shoes and leave. (laughs) I love that idea. That's a great idea. Now, this was that was a tweeted at us. And then John Miller replied, but there's a difference between a shoe store and a department store. When I go to Tom McCann shoes, they sell laces. Now, for the record, I would just, I'm not disagreeing with you in any way, John. I would like to say, I know I did say on the podcast that I went to Target 
Okay, which obviously is not a shoe store specifically, but I did go to four other shoe stores before, and I I, I almost wanted to shout out to them. I, I think it was Vans. They actually did finally have not a heart, a big selection, but they had some. Yeah. So I finally got my pair of shoes, but it was literally four shoe stores. Yeah. These were like Reebok. I mean, big tennis shoe, running shoe stores right. that did not you sell think, shoelaces. Yeah. And really quick, just to go back for a second, Eric, thank you. I feel seen. That's all I have to say. Okay, so now we're going to get into this whole shoelacing Uh or shoes and all that stuff. So we heard from David. Yes, from David Patton. He says, shoe store selling shoelaces? Say that 10 times fast. (laughs) And then we also heard from Patrick Smith, and he wrote, shoelacesexpress.com is the answer. They have every style, every color, etc. Now, Really? Oh, well, sure. Now... Any of these stores were more than happy to order them for me, or they said you can go to our website and order them. So like Reebok, all these other places. Yeah, I know we can order them online, but I needed a quick fix. Yeah. So I needed them. I just needed to feel, I needed the, I needed them in person. (laughs) I know we can get anything online and here I'm trying to support the local stores and they don't have anything. So, but thank you for that. I'd never heard of that. Shoelacesexpress.com. We'll have to remember that. Good information. All right. And next we can move to some TV. Uh, we heard from Chris Davenport. He writes, if you want a show about the 80s, you must watch the Goldbergs. Chuck, it'll bring your childhood back to you. The only thing that drives me crazy is it's not a defined time in the 80s, so they will talk about things that happened in different years. Mm-hmm. Okay, so, well, first of all, as we know of the show, we watch it religiously. I love the show. I do like the theme song. Highly recommend that. Oh, I sing it all the spoiler time. Spoiler alert. Hey. Spoiler alert. We watch it. We love it. And I don't know if you notice, whatever the date it airs on, it always says it's October 23rd, 1980 something. So mm-hmm. yes, they do that so they can jump all around right. in the 80s. But right. it's, Which I think is clever. Yeah. And it's, but it's a great, t- it is a great show. Yeah. So thank you for that. Next, we heard from Maurice Werner, Mo. Hi, Mo. He says, Roxy's analysis. Oh, so now we're going to shift to Star Wars. Okay. Roxy's analysis of the Star Wars movies was spot on. Rogue One is definitely my fave, and the new batch as well. Okay. Yeah. All right. So, Roxy's review. Maybe you should start going into reviewing movies, Roxy. Maybe. Maybe we can get into that. We also heard from Claire, and she just wrote, oh, my God, they are cartoons, too? <laughs> See, she, we're not the only ones. All right. And then we have to, before we get out of here, we have to get to our toilet paper conversation, of course. Yes. Now, we heard from one of the Moffats, correct? Um, Scott Moffat. Uh, are you sure? Yes. <laughs> He wrote in, and I quote, There is zero chance this left-hander will be under instead of over. I also asked my left-handed mom, and she is over as well. Scott, not Patrick Moffat. <laughs> all right. Thank you for all our emails and notes. If we, Sorry we didn't get to all of them, but we have to get out of here to get to our Meet the Littles guest this week. It's another fun one for you. The stories, Roxy, were endless. Yep. I'm just befuddled how we haven't had them on already, and it's a good time. So, Littles, we'll be right back with Meet the Littles. You're listening to the Loyal Littles Podcast on the WTFC Podcast Network.
are being played in this episode by a group called Among the Guilty. And this song is called My Best Friend. It's written by John Rogers, and he writes in and says, This song is dedicated to my wife, and it speaks for itself. If you like what you hear, you can follow John and the group on Facebook and YouTube. Just search John Rogers. And you can also find his stuff on SoundCloud, and we'll post that link in the show notes. And as always, we'll play the full song, My Best Friend, at the end of the podcast. All right, all you loyal littles, it's now time to meet the littles. And Roxy, we have a great one for you again today. We had a little help hooking this up. So this is kind of a really cool story. And he's got a great story to tell. Please welcome to the podcast, Mitchell Klein. Hey, Mitchell, how's it going? Really well. Thanks, Chuck and Roxy. Yeah, it's good to have you on. This is kind of exciting because we kind of got hooked up. Yep. So tell us all about that. Well, through the uh, wonderful world of Facebook and the Littles page, I have sort of developed a uh, friendship with Bob Sproul. And through that, we have discussed my amazing World Series of Poker tournament experience. And so on Tony's show, he was talking, they were going to fill the show killer on, talking about being in Vegas, you know, it went haywire. So I posted i said can somebody give me because i don't have the email address for the podcast right so i i asked for it and that's how we sort of got connected today did you get an email read on the show i had several emails read during the radio days i've never had one read on the podcast but i had a better experience with mr tony When he was inducted into the Sportscasters Hall of Fame, my son, who is a sports director for a TV station in Atlanta, was being honored as the Georgia Sportscaster of the Year. Oh, wow. So he went up after the awards were given out. He went up to Tony and said, my dad's a little and would you talk to him? (laughs) So my son gave him the phone. Tony called me. We talked like for 30 seconds. Wow. Oh, my gosh. That's amazing. I'm surprised he didn't just throw the phone somewhere. Like- <laughs> <laughs> Actually, my son said he was really a nice guy. Oh, yeah. yeah. I'm sure. It, I, I've said the story a bazillion times. I've got to meet him once, and it was amazing. So, yes. okay, you're a pro at this. You've already not buried the lead. Because right. if, if you said that in 25 minutes, we'd be angry. Like, why didn't you start with that? So you're doing great, Mitchell. Now, for okay. the littles, Mitchell was a little worried about coming on. Now, we don't understand why. I mean, it's Chuck and Roxy. Come on. We're, you know, we're having, nobodies. We're nobodies. So that's great. So you're already ahead of the game here because you haven't buried any leads. But what we'd like to do is we want to meet you. So if you wouldn't mind, can you go back? Tell us a little about yourself. Where did you grow up? I, you said you were a retired lawyer, so we'd love to know where you went to school, all that kind of stuff. Okay. So I grew up on the north side of Chicago, lived in Chicago my entire life. I actually married the girl next door. And we just celebrated our 50th anniversary. Oh, my gosh. Okay, now you are burying the lead. Congratulations. (laughs) That's amazing. Congratulations. Thank you. So I've got two kids. One, as I mentioned, is the uh, sports anchor director for, Mm -hmm. you know, in Atlanta. My daughter lives in Boulder. I've got four wonderful grandchildren. And I'm retired now. So we're uh, enjoying uh, that stage of our life. Life is good. 
Wow. Life is really good. That's amazing. And where did you go to college? I went to the University of Illinois. Oh. I actually had started at Ohio University where I was going to play soccer, but I blew my knee out. Oh, no. So I transferred uh, to Illinois to finish college and then went to law school in the city at Kent College of Law. Gotcha. Now, did you always know you wanted to be a lawyer? How did that come about? No. Uh, I had no idea <laughs> I wanted to be a lawyer. I think I, I was like, I wanted to be a soccer a- player. <laughs> yeah. Well, actually, I wanted to be a baseball player. Oh. <laughs> Okay. But I went through four or five different, uh, you know, I'm a child of the 60s, so who knew what we wanted to be? Yeah. And it wasn't until my senior year in college that I said, well, let's try law school. And it it worked out. Now, and when did you, did you meet your wife in college or when did you? No, I've known my wife since she was 10 and I'm, I was 11. Whoa. Yeah, he's that girl next door. Well, well, didn't say how old she was. No, it was the girl next door, but we didn't date until college. Wow. Okay. We, were just, we were good friends. Yeah. Wow. That's it's like a That's a that's beautiful a, story. The Wonder Years. It's the Wonder Years story. <laughs> Do you know the show The Wonder Years? Do you remember that show? Yes. Yeah. yeah. I mean, well, well, actually I went to school with Fred Savage's father. Of course no. you did. <laughs> I mean, I little I swear that was not on a form. I just pulled that oh, out. Of, I love that. I pulled that out of nowhere. Now, have you seen the new one? He's and Fred's producing the new show. Yeah. Have you seen the new one, the remake I, of it? No, I haven't. Is it, is it streaming or? No, it's on network. It's on. Uh, oh. I think it's ABC. Don't quote me on that. I think okay. it's. But it's a. Uh, it's a different take on it. If I'm being honest, I don't think it has anything to do with the old Wonder Years. And right. I, I just think they're just kind of piggybacking on yeah, the title, the on, the, on the name. Mm-hmm. So it would be automatically popular. But it's uh, w- good, right? It's really good. In my opinion, it didn't need it. Yeah. Like it could have just been a new show starting. They could have called it something, something else. else. And it'd be doing fine, I think. There are some similarities, but for the most part, it's not really anything to do with the original. Is it and, uh, similar to like coming of age type? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yep. So far, it's so good. It's early on. Okay. It's only like five episodes I will, in. But I will have to yeah. uh, check it out. And wait, so who did you go to school with? Fred's Fred? father. Fred's father. Yeah. Okay, that's what I thought. Right. So I enjoyed watching Fred Savage on that show, but I also enjoyed his brother, Ben Savage, on Boy Meets World. (laughs) (laughs) So I I love the whole family. And Fred actually had a cameo appearance or a guest starring appearance on one of the later years. So having the two brothers on the screen at the same time was really fun to watch. That's so funny. Okay, so now we have to get into some fandom stuff. So now you said you're from Chicago, Illinois, the whole thing. So are you? what's your favorite sport? What's your favorite team and all that stuff? Well... Cubs are my favorite team. Jordan Bulls obviously were by themselves. Yeah. I mean, that's a different, yeah. That's a different. I mean, my family's Cubdom goes back to 1908. Wow. wow. Where my grandfather was a soda vendor pre Wrigley Field. And this was the Tinkers to Ever's Chance team. So he was a soda vendor then. And then my other grandfather was a big band leader in Chicago. And they played Saturdays at Wrigley Field in the grandstands. That was my grandfather's first time he saw a baseball game was when he took the band to play there. That's so it was cool. Re- yeah, and then as an aside, when Theo Epstein came to the Cubs, I went down to pay my season tickets. And I asked, is Mr. Epstein here? And they went back and, yeah, he came out and I introduced myself. Really? I told yeah, and I told the story of my two grandfathers. I said, this is what being a Cubs fan is. 
if your grandparents were Cub fans, you become a Cubs fan. It's just like my friends who are White Sox fans, their fathers or grandfathers were White Sox fans. Yeah. So they were born to that. Wow. And, you know, it, talking about Cub Sox and something that uh, Wilbon said, when you grew up in the city, your favorite team was one or the other, but you still rooted for the other team to do well. Mm. That's what I was going to ask. Okay, go ahead. Because it was American League, National League. Right. So they never played. Yeah, except maybe in the so, World Series, right, yeah. It, that was never going to happen. <laughs> <then>. <laughs> right. <laughs> Very interesting you brought that up. Two reasons, because in New York, it's not always like that. We know that. Yeah. Okay. There's a, Most times the Yankees fans do not root for the Mets and vice versa. They do right. not want to see each other do well. It's funny that you say this. What's the guy that starred in the movie Say Anything? It wasn't John Cusack. Yes, John Cusack. Okay. Okay. The reason I'm bringing this up is because, good for you, Roxy, by the way. Okay is there was a video of him just posted of this. I I can't remember what team. I think it was the White Sox. It was the White Sox. Oh, you know yeah. what I'm talking about. Oh, yeah. He went to the playoff game. Yes. And some White Sox fan got in his face. Yeah. <gasps> because he's a, he was known as a Cubs fan. <gasps> Correct. And I thought Cubs. he handled it very well. He just was very calm. He was like, what? I'm, I'm rooting for the other. He's like, you can't. You're not allowed. You can't come in. You know. <laughs> You got it. If Littles, if you haven't seen that video, you should check it out. People it annoyed, are nuts. They are. It annoyed the hell out of me, honestly. But yeah, oh, I'm glad you knew what I was talking about because like, it was a long way from say anything. <laughs> so the loop to that. Well, no, well, I mean, it, that's you know? great to hear. And I, I don't understand why it shouldn't be that way. I, I, yeah. I don't know. You know, I talked with my Sox fan friends, and I think it all really stems to 69 when the Cubs became this national phenomenon. And that really rubbed White Sox fans the wrong way because for years, the, the White Sox were the second best team in the American League, but there were only eight teams in the American mm -hmm. League. Right. So they lost to the Yankees every year. Yeah. Um, so they felt that they should have been getting more love than they were. Oh, and okay. Because prior to that time, I, I rooted for the White Sox to do well. I, I hope they would get into the World Series. I knew the Cubs weren't going to get into the World Series then. Right. So that was, that was as from New York, I think you're a little young to remember Brooklyn, the Giants, yeah. and the Yankees. <laughs> right. But yeah, so I understand uh, Yankees, Mets fans, they hate each other. Yeah, it just, it, it just always amazes me, though, like when you have two teams, because the same thing with Giants, Jets, New Jersey's teams. Um, right. right. <laughs> uh, no, it just it always blows my mind how they just can't root for each other. They yeah. just don't do it. It's fairly interesting. So your other sport, are you even into hockey and stuff like that? Oh, I no, no. Love the Blackhawks. Love, oh, okay. all, love all the Chicago sports teams. Oh, good. The Bears, they unified the city. And the Hawks, for years, they were like a secret team because there was no TV. And the only way you could see the Blackhawks was to go to the uh, stadiums. And you couldn't get tickets because they were sold out every game. Oh, wow. Again, I'm much older, so there were only six teams in the NHL. Then, oh, right. The original six. Yeah. And it wasn't until the owner of the Blackhawks, William Wirtz, passed away and his son took over and he started broadcasting the games on TV and their fan base just exploded. Oh, oh I see. And then, you know, they, they had the run in the past decade where they won three Stanley Cups in six years. That was always fun. And then I could talk forever about the, the Bulls. 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, Roxy loves Jordan for. Well, I love him for his ball playing, but no, also no, no, Space no, no, Jam. No. Space Jam, thank you. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, you know, I played poker at Michael Jordan's house. <gasps> All right, now you are starting to bury the leads. Wow. Okay. What do you mean you played well, poker at? <laughs> no, wait a minute. That's sort of going to tie into the lead about oh. the World Series of Poker. Okay, well, we're going to get into that. All right, that's a great so, That's a great cliffhanger, actually. Okay, so okay. how did I play poker at Jordan's house? A friend of mine was a business partner at Jordan's in Chicago, and he calls me up and says, you want to play poker at Jordan's? I said, yeah, really? He goes, absolutely. So we went and we played. He said, he's going to try and intimidate you. He's going to take out a wad of bills and they're going to be all $100. Don't worry about it. The stakes are not that big. And uh, But it was fun. I mean, I got to see he had a one room in his basement that was all shoes. And not many people know that he only wore his shoes one game. Oh, and then, right, then, right. And then got another pair. Oh, the I next love that. Day. And then he had every first issue of the Air Jordan shoes, mm-hmm. and they're all lined up on shelves. It was amazing. And then he had another room where he had all his hardware, all his trophies. Wow. Uh, which was kind of neat. And then, you know, so, so it was fun. <laughs> go back and, and, again. Can you start this over again? So how did you, so I, when you said I was at his house, I didn't realize you meant he was there too at first. Oh. So I was like, so how did this happen? Who, who asked you? A good friend of mine uh-huh. was a business partner of Jordan's in Chicago. Okay. Actually, they had the restaurant that had Jordan's name on it. They were oh. partners. Gotcha. And Michael and just so, trusted him enough to have this stranger come over to his house to play poker with. There was Jack Haley, who was on the Bulls team. Mm-hmm. There was Tim Kazimierski from the Police Academy movies and yes. SNL. Yes. Okay. So he's there. <laughs> And three of Jordan's buddies from North Carolina, and myself, my friend, and another bigwig, and we're just playing silly, stupid poker games. Wow. <laughs> okay. That is. I'm calling really it. You, you cool. did bury the lead. That is. I hear I gave you all these compliments, but you have so many leads, you didn't know which one to go with. I'm so. sort of fangirling right now. Yeah, I mean, this is we we well, need a break. Well, no, Roxy's the one who you know talked about Jordan, so I just picked up on it. Yeah, we just I just thought I'd mention it. All right, sir. This is you've gone too far. So, okay. w- Roxy and I need a break here. We need to get a cocktail, and uh, so we're gonna take a quick break, and you, you're gonna stick around, right? I'm I'm here as long as you want. Oh, all right. Well, careful. Careful what you wish for. <laughs> all right, Littles. We'll be right back with Meet the Littles. Hi, this is Kate Milan, and you're listening to the Loyal Littles podcast on WTFC. Enjoy. Welcome back to the Loyal Littles podcast, and we are here talking about all the things... Michael Jordan, like what? With Mitchell Klein. <laughs> and I'm still recovering from I, that. I kind of wish he would have waited now. Like, <laughs> so can, can we, can you plug anything? Well, I'd like to plug the time I played poker with yeah, Michael right. Jordan. <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, this has been, this is amazing. So cool. I mean. No, no. The lead is really much bigger than that. Oh, okay. So let's, let's tease him even more. But first, I, I have our standard questions, and we, of course, have some fun, dumb questions for you. But real quick, okay. you're, you're Tony. How did you become a little? That's a good question. I read his columns in the uh, Post. Okay. So I was familiar with him from that. And then I heard about uh, his radio show, and I would 
listen to it in my office. In Chicago, they, it was ESPN Radio, and it was a station called WMVP, and so I would listen to that, and then it just morphed into continuing, so I've been listening to them for over 20 years. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Nice. Okay, so you're, you were from the beginning, basically. A long time. Now, I'm assuming, are you a PTI fan as well? Oh, yes. Yeah. Cool. And so you must be a big Wilbon fan then. I love Wilbon. Yeah. 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 Okay. That's a nice contrast. You know what? They've got a great friendship, chemistry. Yeah. Um, they love to dig each other. Oh, yeah. Uh, and, you know, Wilbon's a Chicago boy. So yeah. I gotta... Well, that's what I figured. That's where I was going with that. He tells a story about, you know, why he's a Cub fan. He's a South Side Chicagoan. And as he said, and you probably have heard, his dad was a hardcore White Sox fan. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay. But when Wilbon played Little League, his team was sponsored by Ernie Banks Ford. So he became a Cub fan. And Ernie Banks like sponsored all the African-American teams on the South Side. So nice. that's how they're South Side Cub fans. Yeah. Wow. All right. Well, listen, Mitchell, we've made Bob wait long enough. All right. Okay. All right. <laughs> so let's, so you're, I mean, I don't know, you say you're going to top this Michael Jordan poker thing. So let's see. A um, friend of mine had annual charity events for the March of Dimes. And he always had really cool events. And one year, he was able to get the old Comiskey Park, and you got to do a home run hitting contest. Home plate was second base, and you brought your own pitcher in. And then the following year, he has another event. It's a Texas Hold'em tournament. Now, I've never played Texas Hold'em. I. I played a lot of bridge. I learned how to play bridge when I was 15. So I had a pretty good card sense. So it's $250 donations. I said, you know, it's going to a good cause. Let's go have some fun. Yeah. Well, the first prize was the entry fee to the World Series of Poker main event. $10,000. Wow, right. I win the charity event. So I now have an entry fee to the 2005 World Series of Poker main event. And how many people were in this tournament? 250. 250, wow. okay. Okay, somehow I won, and tournament is in July of 2005, actually July 7th. My daughter's getting married July 17th. <laughs> <laughs> My wife says, you got to sell it. You got you know, I said, I can't. They've already wired the money. It's in my name. I can't sell it. And I'll be out in one day. You would, know. Would you really be able to do that? Is that legal? Like that's allowed? Well, I don't know. Oh, they, they probably, you're right. They probably don't care. They got, as long as they get their money, they don't care who shows right. up to play. I never even thought about that. Okay, go ahead. So I go out there. Now, like, the first tournament I ever played in was this March of Dimes thing right. and I won. Right. Now I, the tournament starts July 7th and there were 5,700 people entered. I flew out the day before so I could walk around and try and get a feel of what it's all about. Yeah. I, I just had no clue. Had you ever been out there yet? I had been to Vegas, but not for... Right. Um, no, not for a tournament. This. Right. Yeah. No. And because of the number of entrants, they divided the first day into three parts of 1,900 players apiece. And I was in the what they called Group 1C. So I went out and I watched the play on Friday. And for like five hours, I walked around I, and I got a, sort of a feel for the game which I was totally stunned by because I learned that the average hand took two minutes to play, which I thought was 
unbelievably fast. Yeah. So I come, it's, we started at 12 o'clock on Saturday. There's 1,900 people and sitting at the table, and one of the people is Shannon Sharp. Okay. He is a large man. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. And he was really nice, and he really didn't try and throw his weight around or intimidate anybody, but just sitting there, he intimidated people. Yeah, right. right. At that time, in 2005, you started with ten with $10,000 in chips. Mm-hmm. And we played the first day till 2 in the morning. You had you played in two-hour segments, 15-minute breaks, and you we played down till 600 players were left. And I actually ended up doing pretty well. I started with 10,000, and I ended the day with 21,000, which wow. was, yeah, it was above average. Yeah, that's great. Okay. Day two is they merged the 600 from each subgroup mm-hmm. to 1,800 people. And kind of starts at uh, 12 o'clock. I sit down. And the guy to my left is a former world champion named Huck Seed. He was like at the time when he wanted the youngest player to win it in his twenties. Yeah. So he's, was he wearing I'm his going, bracelet to try and intimidate you? No, no. You know, okay. He was he was so down to earth. It was unbelievable. And the way they the tournament works is you know you've got basically two hundred tables in this grand ballroom, mm-hmm. and as people get knocked out in the back tables. They break that table up and move them to fill in seats towards the front of the room. And purely by computer, the table I was at was right near the front of the room. So whenever somebody would get knocked out of our table, it would be filled from someone in the back. So five or six of us literally sat together for the entire day. Okay. And so for after five or six hours, you know, chatting with, with Huck Seed, he starts to tell me about how to pick up physical tells. I had no idea what he was talking about. <laughs> tells? Well, what's a tell? And so he says, okay, the guy across the table, when he bluffs, the vein in his neck starts to pulse. What? I said, really? You're looking for this? He goes, yeah, <laughs> I'm looking for this. So we played and I finished the day now with 179,000 in ships. Now, can, can we pause for a second now? I'm assuming you call home nightly, right? To just I called home every 2 hours on the break. <laughs> so Okay. What's your wife and, saying about all this right now? <laughs> Mr. I'll be I'll be done she, in one day. <laughs> yeah, well, she's she can't believe it. Yeah. First right. of all. Just enjoy yourself. She knew oh, that okay. I wasn't going to make it all the way. The tournament ended on Saturday and I said, "Well, listen, if I make it to Saturday, it won't be so bad because I'll be guaranteed a million dollars. Right. And I'll be able to take private jet back. I'll be yep. home in time for the wedding. Right, yep. right. Yep. Worst case. Yeah, gotcha. <laughs> okay. So the 1,800 was played down to 569 players, which is significant because if you made it to the top 560, that meant you were in the money and you were guaranteed a minimum payout of $12,500. Wow, neat. Okay. So, and you know, I'm calling every couple hours and I'm still in, I'm still in. And my my son's following me online. (laughs) It's bananas. We start the third day. And when you get down close to the, what they call the, in the money, they change the format a little bit and they play, it's called hand by hand. So there are 60 tables and each table has to finish their hand 
before they can deal a new hand because mm-hmm. they don't want the last few people to sort of suck out payday. Right. When the 561st person was knocked out, there was a cheer because everybody was left was in the money. Yeah. Yeah. So there's a story that goes when they're playing hand by hand. There's a famous poker player named Sammy Farha, older guy, loves to gamble on anything. And so when the hands are now taking seven to eight minutes long, as opposed to two minutes, he's going crazy. Right. So he starts making side bets with people at his (laughs) table, which is the table next to ours. He's cutting the cards for high card. You can't use the poker chips for for making side bets. Yeah. So it's all cash. And he's cutting cards for $500 a hand. Wow. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. (laughs) So now... We're in the money. People that have a low stack are getting knocked out. And I have the best hand of the tournament during this run. Wow. I don't know how familiar you are with poker terminology. Yeah. Okay. But I was on the button. Okay. Yep. And what are you holding? I'm holding pocket tens. Okay. Pretty good. So a person, a person in early position raised up. Now the Annie's were, I think at that time, like 500 and the thousand dollars. Oh my gosh. Okay. So, but that's, don't forget, this is play money. Right, right. Yeah, yeah, no, of course. So he raises 4,000 mm-hmm. and there's full fold. And the next guy down re-raises to 10,000. Okay. And then mm-hmm. it's folded around to me Yeah. and I call the blinds fold. The guy that originally raised calls the flop comes out. King 10, 10. Wow. Okay. I'm sitting with quad tens. Yeah, right. So and the best part raise. is you're going to let them go at it. Because, oh, like, you don't have to do a thing. A, right. There's a raise. There's a re-raise. I'm calling. Yep. Get to the turn. It's an ace. Now the action is really going heavy between these two guys. Right. And I'm figuring, okay, one's got pocket kings and one got pocket aces. Right. It got to the to turn of the, uh, the river and it was garbage. And the betting got so first two guys are all in. I called. We show our cards. And sure enough, a guy had kings full of tens, aces full of tens, my quad tens, and I won like 450000 Right. Ships. Well, I was going to – all right, we have to pot. I don't mean to steal the thunder there, but why didn't you raise? Because I didn't have to because well, they – that's true, yeah. Oh, they were all in. You're right. They Sorry. were all in. My bad. And I had them covered in chips yeah. uh, at that point, so I just called. Right. So after I won that hand, I had jumped to around 50th in chip count. So where, where did you end on this whole thing? The tournament ends, I ended up in 155th out of 5,700 people. Wow. That that's is amazing. incredible. Congratulations. That's, <laughs> that's just amazing. And I'm, let's go back a, a second. When I made the money, I call my wife and I'm telling her about this. And she says, that's great. I'm talking to the band leader and he wants to know <laughs> if we want the all girl electric violin section. Of course and you I do. Go, yeah, I go, as many violins as you want, <laughs> and flew oh, back, and time for the wedding. That's wow. amazing. What Good is, for you. That's awesome. And I have never gone out there to play again. <laughs> You're like, I'm done. I'm, I'm done. done. Yeah. That's it. I, I'm done. How can I possibly beat that? Yep. That's great. Well, Mitchell, I mean, believe it or not, we're already out of time. So we do pride ourselves in these fun, dumb questions. So we're going to ask you a quick few questions, if that's okay, and then we'll no get you problem. out of here. All right. Let's go. Okay. Who would play you in a movie of your life? George Clooney. Nice. Oh, all right. Nice. Uranus jokes, yes or no? Yes. Yes. <laughs> nice. Would you rather win an Olympic medal, an Academy Award, or the Nobel Peace Prize? 
Olympic medal. Any particular sporting event? The Capilon. Oh, good okay. one. Okay. All right. What do you think is the greatest invention of all time? Wow. I know we're playing speed round here. Speed <laughs> <Lightning laughs> round. Electricity. Oh, duh. Yeah, that's great. Yep. Yeah. That's, yep. I don't think uh, we've had that one yet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see. What is the best piece of advice you've received? Be true to yourself. I oh, love that. Yep. Excellent. Mm-hmm. Let's see. If you were guaranteed to be successful in a different profession, what would you want to do? Major League Baseball player. Yeah. yeah. All right. If you could time travel, where would you go? I would go in the future. <laughs> okay. Well, where, where? To where? Like what? To where? How many years? A hundred. Ooh. Interesting. That would freak me out. <laughs> well, I happen to be in a book club. Tomorrow's book is Einstein's Dreams, which which is all about the theory of relativity and mm-hmm. time travel. So yeah. that's an interesting question. <laughs> wow, that's nice. great. Now, are you speaking of books? Real quick, are, do you listen to chatter on books by any chance? I am a loyal listener. All right, Toriel, we love to hear that. So, all right. That's fantastic. Well, Mitchell, we can't thank you enough for coming on and taking the time to meet the littles. Is there anything we can plug for you? Are, how can we find you? Are you on Facebook and stuff like that? Twitter? Yes. No, I'm on Facebook. I am on Twitter, but mostly follow people. I don't, uh, you know, post anything. Gotcha. I on Twitter to follow my son, basically. Yeah. Gotcha. Okay. Um, but yeah, Facebook. I'm part of the big Tony uh, Littles, you know, group. Yep. I yep. I may be a member of the other one, but I don't post on that frequently. Well, that's great. Well, thanks again. And as an homage to the big show, we'll get you out of here on this. Over or under? Over. My (laughs) wife sometimes goes under and I have to change it. (laughs) Good for you, sir. (laughs) I'm an over myself. Roxy's... uh, Adaptable. She she says we call that Will Bonning the question. Like half and half. Like well, I I grew up with it under, but since meeting Chuck and now marrying Chuck, I'm like I've adapted to over. <laughs> but when I go home to visit my parents and I am the one that changes the toilet paper, I will make it go under for them. Okay. Well, yeah. it makes for a happy marriage when you're both either over or under. Yeah, right. sure. Well, I'm just glad she's adaptable. And for the record, when mom-in-law comes over to, to visit, I change it. <laughs> <laughs> I do. I'm not stupid. Come on. I mean, come on. You know, anyway. All yeah. right. Well, Mitchell, thank you so much again. This has been a great time. We really appreciate it. Uh, Chuck and Roxy, I had a blast. Oh, oh good. So good to hear. Tell, okay. tell all your friends. Yep. All right. All you loyal listeners, we'll be right back. Hi, this is Chris Davenport from Whiting, Indiana, and you are listening to the Loyal Littles Podcast on the WTFC Podcast Network. Friday five, Friday five, oh, Friday, Friday five, 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 Friday five. Now it's time for Friday five, tell you why. Because it's Friday and it's time to jive. And when a little tells us in advance, then we actually stand a chance. It's time for the Friday Five, Friday Five, oh, Friday, Friday Five, the Friday Five, Friday Five, oh, Friday, Friday Five, the Friday Five, Friday Five, oh, Friday, Friday Five, Friday Five. Ritz! Ba-dum-bum-bum. Ritz, how's it going? 
Hey guys, how are you? We're good. Welcome to the Loyal Littles Podcast. Welcome back to the Loyal Littles Podcast. Thanks we, for joining us. Yeah, we told the Littles there might be a treat here at the end, and a treat it is. And we are going to do the Friday Five here, but first, we have another email from our good friend, Ed Butt, and he wrote in saying, I presume you've heard Tony talk about dressing in drag and singing lollipop at camp. <laughs> Surprised you haven't referenced it when you and Roxy sing Friday Five, Friday Five. Okay, I'm going out on a limb here. I don't know what he's talking about. I have no idea. Ritz, do you know anything about this? I don't, but okay. the world needs to know more about this story. Well, I'm just guessing it's before our time. Yeah. This mm. is amazing, though. So, Ed Butt, feel free to fill us in even more. Even <laughs> better yet, Ed Butt, send us in a voice memo. I would love to hear your, take your voice takes, exactly, his voice take on this. So, uh, or just write us in. Uh, I'm guessing it was just before our time. I hope this doesn't make us bad littles or anything like that. Yeah, well, I don't I'm go- off the hook. You're, you're I'm fun yeah, size. Yeah, you're so. fun size. You're off the hook. But no, I've, I don't know what he's talking about. This sounds like a summer camp hygiene. Sure, sure, <laughs> of course, absolutely. But I don't remember the story, so I'm wondering when this came in, or I, I don't think I missed the episode. Anyway, all right, let's get to our Friday Five, Roxy. What's the first one? First question. What is your favorite TV theme song and why? Rhett, what do you got? Wow, favorite TV theme song. Oh, man. You know, it's funny. I sometimes go down that rabbit hole of, hey, what was that song? Yeah. But weirdly, in the 70s, when opening credits really existed in TV shows, they had some really good shows. Like, you guys Google the theme song of Mannix. Mm. or the theme song of Canon, like all those now, you know, cop shows in the 70s. Well, that's what amazing. I was going to say. Now, those didn't have words, right? Right. Yeah, right. No, mine was Hill Street Blues. That was one of my favorite Hill Street ones. Blues, yeah, definitely. And that was uh, Mike Post, I think. Yeah. Right? Now, my modern-day version of this would be The Good Doctor. And I've referenced this composer a couple times because he was also the composer of another show, Atypical, we were watching on Netflix. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, so that's another one. And again, these are, but it, it, again, it's very short-lived. This is not back back in the day. We're, we're aging ourselves here, Ritz, when they right. actually did full theme. And not to nerd out here, but I remember in marching band in high school, we would do like the theme from SWAT. Yeah. Like some of, some right. of these were like amazing horn sections. It was great. Okay. We're cheating. We've given like 10 already. What do you got, Roxy? <laughs> well, I have many, but I mean, the Golden Girls is a classic. Oh, sure. Yeah. Thank you for being a friend. Yeah. It's All right. So what's, good. what's the bonus question? Okay. The bonus question is which theme song best explains its show? Can I please answer this one first? <laughs> She's afraid we're going to yeah. steal her answer. It's got to be Cheers. Okay, that's a good one. It's got to be. I agree, 100%. And that also fits the category of favorite theme song in in my book. Like, I have a few that are tied for first. Okay, Ritz, what do you got? Wow, so it tells the story of the show. Hmm. Mm -hmm. I mean, Gilligan's Island. Got to go. Oh, oh, that's a great one. That did not even come on. Three-hour tour. Come on. That did not even come on. That's a really good one. And mine would be, I just went with, I had a bunch. I had the the classics, but I'm going to go with Facts of Life. You take the good, you take, take the, the bad. bad. You take, take them the, both, and, and there you have, have the facts of life. Oh, I loved that show. It's a good answer, right? Mm-hmm. All right? Very nice. All right, number two. What is your favorite story song? All right, I'll go first. Mine is, well, I've got tons, but two of my favorites all time. And believe it or not, now, you pretty much you could pick any show tune you want, but I'm not going to go show tune. 
I'm going to go pop. I'm going to go Piano Man, Billy Joel. And then my other one, just because it just the story was so great, My Hometown, Bruce Springsteen. Love nice. Those, love those two. Love those. They just tell a great story, and they're non-show tunes. All right, what do you got, Ritz? I will weigh in with a song called The City of New Orleans. Willie Nelson made it popular. It's been recorded by a few people, written by a guy named Steve Goodman, who is mm. famous for also writing a famous song about being a Chicago Cubs fan. <laughs> so Google that. And also, I think, gosh, the one that to me was such a great story song, Me and Bobby McGee. Oh, yeah. Chris Christopherson. Ah, oh, Christoph, yeah. as they say. Yes. All right, Roxy. Maybe Tessie. Ah. Dropkick Murphys. That's a good one. I mean, nice. talking about Boston. Gotta so. love Tessie. Mm-hmm. All right. What's number three? Number three. If you could for just one day, what song would you strike from the airways? Uh, I guess I, I don't really have one because I don't listen to the radio anymore. I don't. I listen to podcasts. And if I ever listen to music, it's like a show tune album that I already have. And I, but I will just go one of the most annoying songs when it came out. And I'm sure it's still on the airwave somewhere, but I don't even know. I know you'll know who it is. I don't put a ring on it. If you're happy, you know, you uh, put a Beyonce. Ring. Beyonce. I just that song just drove me crazy. I don't know. Everyone was singing it. Drove me crazy. Wow. I don't think I hate the song. Well, it's not one of my favorite, but that's all. It's just you hear it all the time. That's what I mean. You just take it off for a day. Mm-hmm. Right. Okay. I well, that made me think of Hanson Umbop. Oh yeah, that's but a good I, one. But I love that now. I love that song now. That's if good, I knew then what I know now, I would love that song. That's a good answer. But my actual answer is for whatever reason, I don't know why I can't stand the song "Cake by the Ocean." Never heard. Oh, of I it. like that song. Never I don't know that. why I don't. I had like a good it. groove, but it was overplayed. I agree. Yeah, I don't know why I don't like it. It just annoys me. <laughs> I have a great story about hanging out with the bass player from the opening act of Hanson at Arnie's Bar in Tulsa, Oklahoma. So I have some great stories about Hanson. Anyway, another day. Ritz, what do you got? So this is a song probably from about the same era as Put a Ring on It. Do you guys remember Holiday by Vampire Weekend? No. I feel like I do. Never heard of it. It was so annoying, and I think it might have even been in like a Gap commercial during Christmas that year. Holiday, it's a holiday. Um, it, yeah. it drove me crazy, and my kids knew it drove me crazy, and they would play it all the time. <laughs> <laughs> all right, let's go to number four. What's your favorite novelty song? Now, I have one I love and one I hate. No pressure, though. Novelty song? Like a goofy song? Well, pretty much any Weird Al Yankovic song would classify. <laughs> it would. Uh, do you want me to go? I'll go first. Uh, mine's easy. Uh, Charlie Brown, obviously. He's yep. a clown. Mm-hmm. That's one of my favorite. Uh, and f- oddly enough, I never knew the, the right words till very much later in life. And then another one that I would have taken off the airwaves. It was cute the first like two times I heard it, but grandma got run over by a reindeer. I hate that. No, it's, that's another one. Just, just no. It was cute. You were a, do- you were a Dr. Demento guy on Saturday night. Yeah. Huh? I mean, I, yes, I did listen to some Dr. Demento here and there. But all right, Roxy, what do you got? Okay. My favorite novelty song, because I'm in Christmas land right now, the first thing that popped into my mind, I love the song is called I Farted on Santa's Lap. Now Christmas is going to stink for me by the little stinkers. 
That's great. Is that it's, a real thing? Yes, it is the cutest. She told song. me that earlier today. I'm like, no, we need a real thing. It's a bunch of these little kids. They sound. They all sound like they're five or six, and they're talking about how they like they had to let one rip, and they were sitting on Santa's lap, and they thought they were gonna get a lump of coal in their stocking. Like it's just so well, cute. Well, if you fart on Santa's lap, you should get a lump it's of coal. It's so in your cute. Stocking, so, all right, Ritz, what do you got? Well, let's think. I guess around this time of year, we will inevitably start hearing Monster Mash. Yep. That song always yep. irritated me. <laughs> um, I love that we're going for the ones we hate. <laughs> and I guess the funniest title of any song, kind of in the same vein that Roxy just said, is uh, the great song Drop Kick Me Jesus Through the Goalposts of Life. Yes. <laughs> Drop Kick Me Jesus. Yeah. There you it. go. It's, and it's kind of in the fantasy football theme, right? Yeah, there you go. All right, last one. What do you got, Roxy? Last one. What is your favorite commercial jingle? I mean... They also don't make commercials like they used to. Yeah, I think I've got the most clever one just because you just can't get out of your head. You literally have to sing the Brady Bunch (laughs) theme to get out of your head. Uh But I mean, one, eight, seven, seven cars for kids. I oh, my mean, God, that's annoying. It's annoying, but it's probably one of the most... because it, it, it works. It works. It works. So it's not my favorite. There's so many. There's so many. There's so many. I mean, right from old school, Oscar Mayer, my baloney has a first name. Oh, yeah. Uh, to the Kit Kat, every night, Kit Kat, Kit Kat bar, that stuff. I mean, give me a break. Yeah. yeah. That, I'm just going to go with those. What do you got, Roxy? Well, Kit Kat is a classic. But it was brought back because of Office. Right. Because of right. Andy Bernard right. in The Office. Break me off a piece of that fancy feast. So I used to w- <laughs> I used to watch a lot of 70s TV shows growing up with my mom, and the commercials would be of the time. And so I always liked Plop, Plop, Fizz, Fizz, Oh, oh What yeah. a Relief It Is, Alka-Seltzer. A, sure. I yeah. think. Yeah, I thought that was yeah. cute. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. All right, Ritz, finish this up. So I got I got to go goofy, and it's funny. The lovely wife and I will always start cracking on various commercial jingles that we hear. And so imagine you're the creative team. You go into the client, and you say, here's the advertising theme for you. And it's all over the airwaves now. Liberty, liberty, liberty. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm thinking, like, somebody got paid for that? Right. Yeah, right. Oh, yeah. That's the thing that also cracks me up is some of these people that get paid. What? I really like Peyton Manning's commercials. Do I really look like this? (laughs) (laughs) I think that's great. There's some good ones. Yeah. Mm -hmm. All right. That's our Friday Five. Now, we have to give a very special, special shout out. Those were great. Great questions. They are from Betsy Jaffe, Rhymes with Taffy. Mm -hmm. And we have to give a very special... From Long Island. Yes, from, yes, your neighbor. And that's a a very special shout out because she hooked us up. That's all I'm going to say. She hooked the Loyal Littles podcast up and we appreciate that. She gave us a little sneak peek. That's all I'm going to say. And we really appreciate it. All right. And thank you once again, Mitchell Klein. Great stories. Thanks for coming on and being our Meet the Littles guest. Thank you, Jason Bullitt, Kate Milan, and Chris Davenport for our bumpers this week. All right, Roxy, tell everyone how they can get in touch with us. You can email us at WTFCPodNet at gmail.com. We're also on Twitter at Loyal Littles Pod. We're also on Instagram at The Loyal Littles Podcast. And don't forget about our Facebook page, The Loyal Littles Podcast. And don't forget to head on over to iTunes and give us a nice rate and review over there. We got another one of those that was really great. We really appreciate those. They really do help. Thank you, Ritz, for coming on and joining us for our Friday Five this week. Oh, this was awesome, guys. Thanks. And while we're thanking people, Roxy, I guess we have to do a quick thank you, Red Sox. 
Do we, though? Yeah, we do. I mean, <laughs> not a season we were expecting. That's true. We did not expect that. And then, of course, just making the playoffs and then beating the Yankees. Everything else was frosting. I've said that. Yeah. But no, we're not turning good. this into a Red Sox podcast. We just wanted to we say just, thank you. We couldn't get the cherry on top. We couldn't. But that's okay. Maybe next season. We got the whipped season. cream and the sprinkles. <laughs> yes, we did. But we couldn't get the cherry on top. <laughs> All right, everyone, have a great rest of your weekend. And remember, if you're out shopping online, to use the code, people. Behind every great man. Absolutely. There's a Roxy. <laughs>
Hospitals podcast is produced by the WTFC Podcast Network and edited by Louis B. Crocco. And the Loyal Littles podcast logo is designed and drawn by Eric Lonergan. Oh, yeah.